Guastalla, June 20, 1539, to the Honorable Mr. Bernardo Omadei and Madonna Laura Rossi, both worthy of much respect in Christ. Highly esteemed brother, or, as you prefer to be called, dear son, my greetings and my very self to you in Christ. I have received your letter, and here I am to answer it, or rather to talk, as it were, with you and your most cordial Madonna Laura. You have decided to give yourselves to Christ, and I desire that you do not fall victims to lukewarmness, but rather that you grow more and more fervent. For if you let lukewarmness ensnare you, your life in the spirit will be overcome by the flesh. And, to use the proper word, you will be Pharisees rather than Christians and spiritual persons. Now, here is how the lukewarm, the Pharisee, behaves. Having left his old ways, he does not commit big sins any longer, but takes pleasure in little ones and does not feel remorse for them. For instance, he stops blaspheming and insulting his neighbor, but he attaches no importance to getting somewhat upset and to insisting on his own opinion rather than to giving in to his opponent. Speaking evil of others is no longer a bad habit of his, but indulging quite often in vain and useless chatting during the day is not so much of a sin to him. He got rid of eating too much and drinking excessively, as drunkards do, but he enjoys snacking here and there between meals without necessity. The vicious habits of the flesh are a thing of the past for him, but he takes delight in conversations and entertainments that are not so clean. He loves to spend hours in prayer, but during the rest of the day his spirits wander aimlessly. He no longer seeks honors, but if they are given him, he gloats over them. I have given some examples. You can multiply them. Be sure to conclude that the Pharisee or lukewarm person works at getting rid of serious sins, but allows himself to commit little ones. He eliminates all illicit things, but desires everything that is considered licit. He refrains from sensual actions, but takes pleasure in visual sensualities. He wants to do good, but only within certain limits. He controls himself, but not totally. I am not saying that he should accomplish all this in the twinkling of an eye and in a short time, but neither should he by fits and starts and over a long time. On the contrary, anyone willing to become a spiritual person begins a series of surgical operations in his soul. One day he removes this, another day he removes that, and relentlessly proceeds until he lays aside his old self. Let me explain. 
First of all, he eliminates offensive words, then useless ones, and finally speaks of nothing else but of edifying things. He eradicates angry words and gestures, and finally adopts meek and humble manners. He shuns honors, and when they are given to him, not only is he not interiorly pleased, but he also welcomes insults and humiliations, and even rejoices in them. He not only knows how to abstain from the marital act, but aiming at increasing himself in the beauty and merits of chastity, he also renounces anything smacking of sensuality. He is not content to spend one or two hours in prayer, but loves to raise his mind to Christ frequently. Now, share your thoughts with one another on other subjects, just as I have done so far. Amiable Madonna Laura, and you, dear Mr. Bernardo, accept my words and reflect on them with the same affection as I have told them to you. I do not say, of course, that you should accomplish everything in one day. What I do say is I would like you to be intent on doing more every day and on eliminating every day even licit sensual inclinations. All this is indeed for the sake of being willing to grow in perfection, of diminishing imperfections, and of avoiding the danger of falling prey to lukewarmness. Do not think that my love for you or the good qualities you are endowed with may have me desire that you be just little saints. No, I greatly desire that you become great saints, since you are well equipped to reach this goal, if you will it. All that is required is that you really mean to develop and give back to Jesus crucified in a more refined form the good qualities and graces he has given you. Because of my deep and tender love for you, be pleased, I entreat you, to comply with my wishes in this matter. For I know the summit of perfection Jesus crucified wants you to reach, the abundant grace he wishes to give you, the fruits he wants to gather in you, and the peak of holiness to which he wants to lead you. Good Madonna Laura and amiable Mr. Bernardo, disregard the person who makes these exhortations, consider instead his love for you. See how I long for your perfection. Look into my heart. I lay it open to you. I am ready to shed my blood for you, provided you follow my counsels. Let it be known to you that I would be hurt to the marrow of my soul, were I not sure that you not only ought to do this, but also to accomplish any of the greatest deeds performed by any male or female saint. Fully convinced of your desire to be faithful to Jesus crucified, I have written this letter to you, not with pen, but with my heart. And I entreat you to value it and read it often. 
even every week if it suits you. I promise that if you heed it in the absence of any other book, it will become such a book as to help you reach great perfection if you read it along with the book that records the sweet memory of the cross of Christ. I have not written one word without some special meaning in it. If you discover it, it will be, I think, most useful and gainful for you. As I cannot write to you as often as I would like, it will please me if you care enough not to lose this letter. In fact, I hope that by Christ's power, any time you read it, it will be for you like a new letter. And moreover, by means of it, you will be able, as it were, to write a new one by yourselves. Cordial, Madonna Laura, you will excuse me if, because of my physical weariness, I am unable to answer all your requests as I would like to. I entrust to your care both your perfection and Mr. Bernardo's. Likewise, Mr. Bernardo, I recommend to you your own perfection and your wife's. I am indebted to both of you, and as far as I am concerned, I want never to be free of the debt. Remember me to your sons and daughters. Christ bless you. From Guastala, June 20, 1539. Yours in Christ, brother and part of you. Anthony Mary, priest.